quite some lessons for the second Sunday of Easter. First, we have the disciples being dragged before the court, the Pharisees, and accused for preaching about this man, Jesus, and stirring up the people in terms of what they called the resurrection at that time. But the heart of the gospel this morning to me is one that I've always struggled with myself personally. That's the fact that when Jesus appears, he comes into their midst and he shows them his hands and his side. And they suddenly realize that it's Christ, Jesus Christ present with them. And Thomas comes in on a later sequence. They tell him that Jesus is raised from the dead. And he says, I will not believe. We've come to understand Thomas is the great doubter. In many ways, to me, outside of St. Francis, who is my patron saint, St. Thomas, to me, is one of the most important figures in our Christian life because he had the courage to say what he believed. He believed that until he, in fact, could be present to touch the hands and the side of Jesus, he would not believe that he had raised from the dead. So his acclamation in the passage, my God, is a confession of faith that comes from an experience that he was demanding from his doubt. Now, most of us don't have many doubts, I'm sure. Well, I need to say that I have had a lot of doubts for a long time. And one of the experiences that happened to me in terms of my doubting of faith and church was when I went to seminary and I struggled my first year diligently to learn all of the right things about my faith. The second year was all of a sudden I was aware after studying, doing a, a, a degree, partially degree in philosophy and also having a professor who taught philosophy at the seminary that I was wondering about what in fact is true. I did not have the experience of seeing Jesus, his hands or his side, like Thomas. And my doubts became very strong to the point where I was troubled whether I should stay or leave the seminary. Because it seemed to me that Freud probably was right that God was nothing more than something to fancy about. And I found myself in turmoil. So, of course, I found my faculty member, Don Keyes, who is my philosophy professor and theologian. And I told him in my own anxiousness and tears about how I was struggling with faith because all the things I learned as a child, all the services I had attended as a kid, 
all the acolyting, all the choir singing I had done, all of those things were so marvelous and so supportive of me being at seminary. And now I question them all. His response to me was, oh, good. I don't know that I anticipated that response because it shook me further. I said, what's good about doubting everything? He reminded me of Thomas and said, sometimes when you doubt stuff strong enough, you'll actually find the reality that comes as a result of your doubt so that you can have faith. He says, doubt is not the absence of faith. Doubt is the challenging of faith. Now, I must confess, I left his office still in quandary, still fraught with tears and frustration and angst. But what he told me and his response to me, his joyous response to the fact that I was questioning and doubting, was puzzling. As I went back to the classroom and as I discussed with my peers in my class, I suddenly found a sense of peace and calm. And also, I began to understand that the Jesus Christ that I believed in and followed in faith was far more than what I had received as a child, far more than all of the service and worship I'd done to that point. That suddenly, Christ being present to me was an urgent concern. Me that my classmates were equally struggling like I was. And it wasn't until we talked about our struggles and owned up our own doubts that we began to begin to understand better what faith we have now in ourselves and in Jesus Christ, our Lord. The interesting part to me is my classmates have met annually for years. We were honored at our seminary, the entire class of 1970, for meeting on an annual basis and helping all of the peers in our class struggle with their own issues, with their own separations and divorces, with their own loss of life and family and friends. And it was really important to me to have this annual meeting with them because I knew them as they were. We also had two bishops become bishops in our class, and we reminded them that their pomposity was not acceptable in our doubting. And what I found over and over again, the power that this just gathering together, sharing our lives, meeting the spouses, and understanding that all of us still struggled with our faith. And the interesting part to me is, when the pandemic hit, I was really concerned. I would lose the connections in this, in my continuing struggle to find Christ daily in my life. Well, we found Zoom. And the interesting part, as most of us have made mention over and over again, 
meeting once a month has been really fun. It's also been very helpful as some have faced surgery and in deep pain. Others were struggling with their issues around the pandemic. One bishop who no longer was able to be a bishop active in the church found that his life around his wife and children and grandchildren became really important to him to maintain his faith and hope for the end of the pandemic. It was interesting to me that I turned to these same classmates while I was in seminary and currently. And they're a reminder of all the doubts and all of the challenges we made in class and out of class with our faculty and sometimes in opposition to faculty. But we became stronger as we understood our faith. The gift that I received from these classmates was the gift that none, no one of us were the same. No one of us had the corner on the market of being the most holy. All of us were open to struggling together. What an interesting phenomenon for sometimes the clergy who have to defend themselves as being holier than thou. And to me, it's important for you to hear this because it is you facing Jesus Christ risen in your lives. That the doubts are important to explore. The fears and the frustrations that all of us face together need to be seen for what they are. And it's only in coming on a regular basis to one another of sharing all the faux pas and concerns and issues that we feel in terms of our own faith with one another that we are strengthened because in that sharing, in that doubt, Christ is truly present. It is my hope for all of us as we go through this Easter season that we can be open to doubting everything because we know in our doubts we will find the connection of faith to our Lord Jesus Christ, that we might make Jesus present to us throughout our daily lives, that we may lift our voices with praise and prayers and hymns and songs of thanksgiving, such as our alleluias, to give voice to the presence signified by our paschal candle the light of Christ, the light indeed. May we all be one with Thomas, offering our doubts and knowing that God is present, hears us and presents with to us the living Christ. Amen.